Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw audio experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. On today's episode, I'll share my love for another podcast and highlight a few of my favorite episodes that will surely be impactful to CPG entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be a CPG entrepreneur. But before we get started, I would love if you took 48 seconds out of your day to leave a rating or review on whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This helps me out immensely in terms of extending the reach of my podcast, but more importantly, allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. Want to know my favorite podcast of all time, besides obviously my own, of course? Here's a hint. It's a show about innovators, entrepreneurs, idealists, and the stories behind the movements they've built. How many of you guessed it just from the podcast introduction? How I Built This is an incredible source of inspiration for current and aspiring entrepreneurs. Each episode features a compelling story about someone who builds a successful company from the ground up with each guest having a unique backstory. The host is Guy Raz, a longtime NPR correspondent and journalist. He's really a master at helping each founder weave their story together by fielding questions that add color and dimension to their experiences. I don't know about you, but a lot of times I find that Guy Raz ends up having the same reactions or asking the same type of questions I'm wondering out loud. He takes us through the journeys of these remarkable people from their childhood dreams to chance encounters to failed and successful ideations and all the hustle, perseverance, and undeniable passion that is needed to create something from nothing. The podcast began on September 12th of 2016 with episode one of How I Built This featuring Spanx founder Sarah Blakely. Not counting replays, duplicate guests from live events like the How I Built This Summit or kind of the different versions like the pandemic era How I Built Resilience, at the time of recording this content, the popular podcast has about 220 unique episodes. Within that large library of episodes, How I Built This has highlighted around 50 CPG brands, which doesn't count like serial entrepreneurs like Gary Vaynerchuk that has founded a CPG brand or grocery retailers that have their own CPG private labels. So why are close to about a quarter of all the How I Built This episodes featuring CPG brands and founders? For one, consumer packaged goods, especially food and beverage ones, enhance social and cultural life by bringing together individuals and communities. They are usually great stories that are relatable to a wide group of listeners. Secondly, Guy Raz is an avid foodie that has been known to brew his own kombucha, make his own hemp milk, and shares cooking skills on social media. Since I believe current CPG entrepreneurs will love how I built this for the insights and advice and aspiring CPG entrepreneurs will find it equally captivating and inspirational, I wanted to kind of help cut through the noise for those that aren't avid listeners and share my five favorite episodes that highlighted CPG brands and its founders. So the first that I want to talk about is Lara Bar and Lara 
marketing. Just like the soft consistency of the bars, I have a soft spot for this company. I remember trying the mixture of cherries, dates, and almonds close to two decades ago, and I instantly fell in love with how tasty they were, but also how simple they were. Why I love this episode of how I built this is the juxtaposition between how simple the product components are, but how difficult the journey was to build the Lara Bar brand. An interesting part of the story actually starts before the official launch of Lara Bar, and this is where Lara Marketing thoughtfully takes a position at a Whole Foods Market location that had just opened in her neighborhood in Denver in the health department, and essentially she did this to learn the ins and outs of the natural foods industry. That decision led to a chance encounter where Laura meets a regional grocery buyer and gives him a sample of the product. He states it is the most innovative product he's tasted over the last few years, and she essentially had a retail placement whenever she was ready for commercialization. Now you hear all those trials and tribulations that eventually led to Lara Bars becoming a top seller in Whole Foods Market and ultimately leading to General Mills buying the brand in June of 2008. The second CPG brand and founders that I wanted to kind of bring up as a favorite episode is Uncle Nearest Whiskey and Fawn Weaver. While this episode would have been great without the almost forgotten mid-1800s connection between Nathan, Nearest Green, and Jack Daniel, yes, that Jack Daniel, this is a story that I briefly highlighted in a previous piece of content where I talked about several black Americans who shaped the CPG industry. And really, if you haven't watched that episode yet and you're interested in checking it out, I'll kind of make it easier for you guys and I'll pop up that video for you guys right here. And I'll also leave a link in this content's description. But that story does play a foundational role in a century and a half later when Fawn Weaver read about it in a New York Times article. After diving deeper into the nearest green story, Fawn Weaver ended up purchasing a 300-acre farm in Lynchburg, Tennessee, where nearest green had taught Jack Daniel how to distill. She initially thought of honoring nearest story with a book or a movie, but decided the best way to preserve the legacy was a bottle of the best Tennessee whiskey she could make. With no background in distilling, she threw herself into the world of spirit making, an industry mostly dominated by white men and a few major corporations. In the six years since Fawn Weaver first discovered his story, Uncle Nears Premium Whiskey has become one of the fastest growing and most awarded American whiskey brands in the world. The third CPG episode and founder that I want to highlight is Five Hour Energy and Minaj Bargava. Did you know that Five Hour Energy was created by a 50-year-old immigrant that spent 12 years pursuing a spiritual quest as a monk? Oh yeah, and Minaj Bargava was also retired for almost two years when he decided to launch Five Hour Energy as a side project. At a natural products trade show in the early 2000s, he drank an energy drink that claimed to boost productivity. He enjoyed the boost of energy but didn't like how big the beverage was and went to work on figuring out how to make those ingredients into a 2.5 ounce shot. I love the early strategy insights shared in the five hour energy, how I built this episode. It's not often you get to hear the detailed stories from a category creator that's still to this day, the market leader in the billion dollar energy shot space. He faced trouble getting into stores just like all CPG founders, but he decided to target truckers, which he figured needed the energy but didn't want tons of liquid 
so they could limit the amount of stops they needed to take. He also targeted mom and pop convenience stores and gave them a unique high margin product that didn't take up too much space by the cash registers. All that said, Minaj Bargava believes the real winner was the product, stating it's not the little bottle, it's not the placement, it's the product. You can con people one time, but nobody pays $3 twice. The fourth CPG founder and story that I want to bring up about how I built this is Kodiak Cakes and Joel Clark. Did you know that there's a significantly higher proportion of Mormons compared to non-Mormons who are entrepreneurs in America? I'm not saying that's the reason Joel Clark ultimately succeeded with Kodiak Cakes, but imagine being a 19-year-old trying to convert people to a religion by knocking on thousands of doors and almost all of them being slammed in your face. Or maybe it was the other way around for Joel Clark because he was actually selling his mom's whole grain pancake mix door to door as a young kid. Regardless, knocking on doors selling anything can be a similar experience to trying to sell your product in the early days of starting a CPG brand. It was Joel's older brother, John, that had the idea of taking the beloved family pancake recipe and turning it into a viable product in business launching Kodiak Cakes in 1990. Two years in though, with the company's annual sales still just at $29,000, John asked Joel to take over the company. You'll hear the ups and downs, the slow growth, Joel needing to start a management consulting career to keep the lights on a Kodiak cake, a massive trade marketing mistake at their first large retailer Safeway that almost left the company bankrupt, getting into Target, a Shark Tank failed investment, and finally getting the business to over $200 million in revenue. It's one of those stories that you need to hear to believe. And then the final episode of how I built this surrounding a CPG brand and its founder that I wanted to highlight is Tate's Bake Shop and Kathleen King. At 11 years old, Kathleen King started baking cookies to sell at her family's farm stand on Long Island. After college, she opened a small bake shop and eventually started selling her cookies to gourmet grocery stores in Manhattan. But after 20 years of running a small business, she wanted more time for herself and brought on two partners to grow sales. The partnership quickly turned into a disaster, and after bitter lawsuits, Kathleen King was forced to start over from scratch. Despite leaving a well-known brand behind, King's quality baking and supportive community quickly helped propel her new venture, Tate's Bake Shop, to success. 18 years later, Tate's Bake Shop sold to Mondelez International for $500 million. Now, I just want to kind of end on some quick final thoughts. While I only talked about 10% of the total How I Built This CPG-focused episodes, really every single one of the others is equally packed with amazing information and stories. You really can't go wrong with any of them, I promise. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly. 